Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. On this episode, we're going to talk about six tactics for finding off-market properties. Now, if you're interested in learning more, check out my book, The Finding Properties Toolbox on Amazon, and get ton more tactics. All right, here we go. It's important to find off-market properties because there is no competition that you're dealing with when you're dealing directly with the seller, or very little. So if you can get directly to the seller by yourself, you are able to get more flexibility on negotiation and uh, on different pricing. So finding off-market properties is a great way to to be able to do that. The challenge with finding off-market properties that either you have to spend time or you have to spend a lot of money to be able to find them. Okay, so those are the different things that we talked about in the book and different other strategies, but I wanna give you five to get get going. So number one, you need to develop relationships with realtors in order to get pocket listings. There are listings that never make it to the MLS because they will have a relationship with the realtor or there'll be some reason why they don't wanna post it on the MLS. And if you have relationships with realtors and they know you can close on a property, they are going to go out and they're going to provide you with these pocket listings. So develop those relationships with realtors. Number two, look for online listings on Kijiji or Property Guys or similar sites like that. You can, when you are negotiating directly with the seller, you don't have that middle person that's that's kind of acting like a gatekeeper. And that's usually a, a realtor or agent or broker. There's somebody that, that acts in the middle. When you can talk directly to a, a seller, you can come up with different flexible strategies that maybe you're, you, you wouldn't never ever think of. And those websites, especially if you go to a website that's not well used and that still has new postings on it, that's a great way of being able to find listings because it's somebody who's not really educated as where to post it. They posted it just to see what's gonna happen and they're, they're not getting a lot of views. So, you know, maybe not the top sites, but going on some of those for sale by owner sites that, are, that aren't really in the top page of Google. All right, number three, for sale by owner signs when you're driving for dollars. So driving for dollars is a term that you use when you're driving around an area that you're looking to buy a house and perhaps you see a for sale by owner sign and the ones that are kind of worn down are usually good ones to, to, to call. But um, those, those again, you can deal directly with the owner. I call them as soon as I, I see them, find out what they want to do. You want to make sure it's not somebody who's just trying to cut out the realtor, but has another re- reason for selling the property. I found properties that are divorce sales by for sale by owner signs. I found a hoarder house by a for sale by owner sign. So there are lots of different ways that you can find uh, those signs and depending on what the market is like. So when you're driving for dollars, that's a great way of doing it. Number four, I used to look for garage sales and dumpsters. So what happens when you have a garage sale is usually you're getting rid of stuff 
because you're going to sell the property. Some people have garage sales all the time to get rid of the amount of stuff they have, but oftentimes it's related to, especially if it's somebody who doesn't have a garage sale all the time, it's they, they wanna sell the house. Or if they have a dumpster, perhaps they're getting rid of all their stuff in their house so that they can list the property for sale. So I've stuck, in, I, I've stuck on dumpsters or on doors a little uh, post-it note saying that I want to buy the property and I've had people contact me. Sometimes it's the owner of the property, sometimes the realtor who's going to list the property and just before they list it, I'm able to put an offer in on the property and then I'm able to purchase it. So I use little sticky notes or I use the little sticky notes when I was doing it and it was just a great way of uh, finding uh, off-market deals. Okay, number five, is uh, marketing directly to sellers. So that means you can do uh, marketing campaigns where, you're where you, you have flyers that are going out, maybe it's door hangers that are going out, maybe you're marketing them online through, um, through like a, a Google search or, or Facebook. Whatever marketing you're using, it's gonna cost you more money depending on what you do, and the more you market, the more you're likely to be able to find property. Now, of course, it's about marketing correctly to the correct audience. You don't wanna waste your money on marketing to, to, to places where it's not gonna be used effectively. All right, and number six is give referrals for trades and other contractors and other people. So as a, a person who's buying property and not being a real estate agent, I'm allowed to give people a referral fee in order to get a lead for, in order to purchase a property. Typically, a real estate agent cannot do that legally. So I'm gonna use that to my advantage. I'm gonna tell everybody, hey, if I wanna buy this, if I buy this property, I'm gonna give you a referral fee. I've paid a referral fee of up to $20,000 once to a property manager who I got a lead on a building and I bought the building. And I've refinanced that same building three times. <laughs> <laughs> and I've pulled out a lot of money. <laughs> that $20,000 you may have thought was a lot, but it's nothing in the grand scheme of things when it comes to that particular asset. So letting people know, give referrals for trades, contractors, or any other people in the business that you think are going to provide you with a lead. And when you, when you do it, make sure to pay them. That ensures that you get more leads in the future. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Get Real Wealthy. Remember the book, Finding Properties Toolbox, and we'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. You can learn more about the Finding to uh, Properties Toolbox by going to findingdiscountedproperties.com and get the first chapter for free. Have a good one. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.